Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by an author, former state legislator, Missouri, and Army captain who served in Afghanistan. Before we continue, I have to thank you for your service. We welcome author of Invisible Storm, Jason Kander. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thanks for having me. Jason, let's go beyond the mic. In your book, you detail night terrors, fear of someone hurting you or your family, anger, guilt, shame, inability to feel joy, hatred of yourself. You are going to kill yourself. Why are you here today? Um, I'd also like to say that the book also has jokes uh, so that people so that people will feel like it's worth reading. Um, why am I here today? I'm here today because uh, I chose to put everything else in my life aside, including a potential uh, campaign for the presidency, uh, in order to actually go to therapy at the VA. Uh, and I did that. I did that um, almost four years ago now, about three and a half years ago. And uh, it afforded me the opportunity to achieve a, a chapter of my life that I refer to to his post-traumatic growth. And that's why I wrote the book because I, you know, 14 years ago, if this book had existed when I got home from Afghanistan, I think I would have got help then. And uh, I want other people, whether they're a veteran or not, who might need help, don't know what it is they're going through, or kind of like I was for a decade, I'd like them to have a book like this. And so I wrote it. Jason, what do you want people to get out of this book? Um, I think one of the most important things is for people to understand that post-traumatic growth is a real thing and that uh, treatment actually works. I'm interested in destigmatizing therapy, destigmatizing trauma, because when you think about it right now, when people think about a diagnosis of any sort of mental mental health uh, challenge or any sort of mental illness, particularly something like PTSD, a lot of people are where I was for about 11 years, which is people think it's a terminal diagnosis. There are so few depictions in the media, particularly in movies, which is where a lot of us get our ideas about a lot of things, of people who go to therapy and get better. What we mostly see are people before they've gotten better, before they've gone to therapy, or sometimes we just see depictions of people who are in therapy and they're no better, but that's not really how it works. The vast majority of people who go and commit to some sort of mental health treatment do get better. But if we don't know that, like I didn't know it for a long time, We think like PTSD, for instance, is a terminal diagnosis. Like, why would you want to get diagnosed with PTSD if you think it's going to cause you to beat your wife, rob a bank, abuse drugs, and then kill yourself? But that's what the movies tell us. But the truth is the majority of people who go and get help, they actually get a lot better. That's where I am now. They achieve post-traumatic growth. And so given that that there is no real role model for that in the world, I decided, well, maybe that can be me so that I can help other people get to the point where I am now. Your wife came from Ukraine at the age of eight. How are you and her handling the war in Ukraine right now? Well, I would say that, um, you know, the war in Ukraine being on the news all the time is triggering, uh, which I know is like a cultural buzzword that some people don't like, but look, I learned that word in therapy. So for me, it's a clinical term. And, you know, it is triggering for me just because it's a war. It's a war that's on TV. And that's the source of my trauma was a war. Um, It's also, uh, you know, it bothers me. Look, my kids are half Ukrainian. Um, interestingly, my wife, who, you know, came here when she was eight, her attitude is, and, and I don't think she's avoiding it. It's just sort of like, hey, look, I'm from Kansas City. This, that's where we live. That's where we've grown up. And, you know, so she's sort of like, you know, I was so young. I don't remember that place well. She doesn't feel a great need to connect with it. Now, my in-laws, uh, her parents, you know, they still have some friends there. Um, I think for them it has really uh, helped them connect with their Ukrainian identity. I mean, you know, 
my in-laws and my wife came here at the age uh, my wife was eight, but they came here because they were refugees of religious persecution, of anti-Semitism. They're Jewish. And now the fact just alone that Zelensky is, is president, I mean, the fact that that country that under Soviet rule kicked them out, basically, because they were Jewish and wouldn't give them any opportunity, that that country, while not under Russian rule, elected a Jew with 72% of the vote, I think that helped them see the place that they're from differently and helped them connect with their identity as Ukrainians. We're joined by author of Invisible Storm, Jason Kander, be on the mic. And Jason, it's time for the Rocking Aid. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There's no pressure. Okay. Do you think you could beat a lie detector test? Yeah, I guess it depends on what you're asking me. What's the best thing about your wife, Diana? Best thing about my wife, Diana, um, is that she's an incredible partner. Um, you know, we've been on this book tour together the last uh, week or so and uh, my back started to act up, act up and you know in, a, in addition to going on CNN with me yesterday and doing a great job uh, helping sell this book she also is like getting up in the middle of the night and helping me ice my back um, or I you know and as far as a great partner goes you know the work I do now I'm the president of National Expansion at Veterans Community Project it's a cause I really care about fighting veteran suicide and veteran homelessness it was my wife's idea to have all the royalties that we uh, that we earn from this book go to Veterans Community Project. So she's a pretty great partner. At a movie, do you like popcorn or candy? Uh, popcorn, because now I'm I'm pretty well on a health kick. So if I'm going to get anything, I'll get popcorn with no salt or no butter. But in the back in the old days, it would have been Twizzlers. Have you ever been in a food fight? Uh, I've been in a food fight. Yeah, but brief ones with my eight-year-old son those kids what's your best time in the murph uh, my best time in the murph was i think 34 minutes and i can't do that right now would you ever live in a tree house uh yeah i would live in a tree. I mean, hell i've dug a hole and lived in a, in a hole in the ground i mean in the army so yeah treehouse would probably be great you know to me back then i'd have thought well i could get out off the ground sure i need to know Best season batting average for your Kansas City Hustlers in the over 30 wood bat league? This is a great question. Thank you for asking me about old man baseball. Uh, last season, I batted 382, which is higher than I'm batting right now. What do you want to teach Bella and Drew? What's the most important thing that you want to teach them? We have a, a, a mantra in our house, sort of a motto um, that uh, the, the four of us live by and that Drew has learned and Bella will learn, which is uh, our, our family motto, which is, uh, try hard, never quit, have fun. It's time for one big question with author of Invisible Storm, Jason Kander, be on the mic. Jason, with so many vets struggling in our country, what do you want to tell them so they come in and get the help that they need? The moment you get into the military, there's a very necessary form of brainwashing that's done with us. And, that, and what that is, is they say to you, what you're doing is no big deal. Like as soon as you get off the bus at basic, it's like, this is no big deal. You think it's hard. It's not hard. It's no big deal. And then you deploy and you're, you, you know, it's in the culture. It's in the air. This is not a big deal. Somebody else has it worse. That's super necessary. I don't fault the army, for instance, for that, because if they hadn't done that with me as an intelligence officer, I wouldn't keep going into rooms with people, you know, who I thought might kill me uh, without like really any backup and that kind of thing. And I wouldn't have brought back the information that I needed to bring back. The problem is, is that when we get out of the service, nobody flips that switch off. Nobody sits us down and says, hey, actually, that was a really big deal. Uh, and not everybody has done what you did, and it may affect you. And so as a result, we go into our lives as civilians again, and or just even after the deployment, and we start to have symptoms. We start to struggle with things, and we think, just as I thought to myself, we think, well, but that can't be PTSD. That can't be something I need help for because I have it on good authority that what I did 
was no big deal. And so I guess the message that I have for veterans is, hey, that was super important, that message that you got about it not being a big deal while you were in the service. It helped you do your job. Now it's not serving you well. And now it's time to acknowledge that that was a big deal and it's okay if you need to get some help. He's had food fights with his son, could potentially be the lie detector test, depending on the questions. Author of The Heartfelt, Sometimes Dark, But the Light is There, Invisible Storm. Jason Kander, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Sean. And that, my friends, is a Beyond the Mic Shortcut.